Welcome to this week's episode of the Sobre Ramble. Very, very sorry about last week. Unfortunately, Ryan was a little under the weather. I was very much under the, under the weather as well. And Chris was off on a business, I'm saying with air quotes, trip to uh, Barcelona. We'll make up for it this week. Uh, tell you more about at the end about the plans for this week. Uh, but we're kicking off early this week. We'll have an episode recording Monday and it will come out on Monday. So anyway, how are you, chat? How was your booze uh, cruise? Sorry, business trip in uh, Boston. Piss up. <laughs> it was quite tame, actually. Um, it's the third time I've been to Barcelona, but I was I was saying to somebody the other day, I was literally staying about twenty minutes from the city centre, and I could have just been in like Luton or um, Bradford or somewhere. It was it wasn't nice actually. It was like. Not a great area. We were going in every night, having a few drinks and food and stuff in, in town. But yeah, where we were was just a bit a bit miserable, really. So nice weather, a lot hotter than here. So nice to get away. I can't complain. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an exciting, um, fun trip like I've had in Barcelona previously when I've when I've gone on leisure. You sure that's not that you're just getting older? It could be that as well. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Have you got over your uh, illness? Yeah, just about, mate. I was, oh, it was horrible. That was I, I think Monday night was top three worst nights of my whole life. That's how bad it was. It was absolutely ridiculous. Lost like four kilos in the week as well. Nice. And uh, did, did you play football this weekend in your new boots? I saw. Them I did. I, I did. I've got a confession to make. Actually, I never ended up withdrawing that threshold. <laughs> <laughs> it's just still sat there in my wallet. I no told myself I was nice going to. Yeah, I told myself I was going to, and I told myself, oh, you know, we've got a couple in a row, that'll pay for some new boots, and it's just still sat there in my Sora wallet, so I'm what a bit of a fraud. Yeah, I don't even know what boots you got. I got the uh, the purple, uh, like the new Mbappe ones, yeah, I'll quickly show you a photo, I mean, yeah, you won't be able to, the viewers at home won't be able to see it. If you want to see it, it's on my Sora Twitter, but uh, there you go. Ooh. Yeah, naughty Probably good football to wear them, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard the fucking end of it from uh, my Saturday and Sunday team either. Like, you, you never show up in bright new boots because you just get absolutely fucking mauled by all the older all over the place, mate, aren't you, every weekend? Where he that wasn't even that bad. The kicking wasn't... <laughs> it, the, the worst part was all the older lads that I play with just taking the rip out of me all fucking weekend. I bet they're all in uh, Copper Mundials, aren't they, in Puma King still? Yeah, yeah, literally. Big metal studs as well, like, and I'm just sat yeah. there... Oh, beat, a pair, beat a pair of coppers, mate. Copper Mundials are the uh, the goats of the football boot world for me. You Still. know you're in for a rough one when you pull them out your bag and you just say, ooh, and that's when it starts. You just fuck off. <laughs> Honestly, next pair of boots I get are going to be fucking cardboard and black, and that's it. I'm going to be fucking... <laughs> I'm going to play my socks from now on. Nice. How's everything going on so rare then, guys? Um but actually, before we get into us, should we talk about uh, a couple of guys, a couple of listeners that are doing extremely well as we go into the the final stages of this weekend? A guy that Ryan has met definitely once, maybe more than a few, maybe a couple of times. Um, I've been helping quite a lot over the last couple of months. Has got well, he's gone from wanting five limiteds of Man United, and that's all uh. he can play, 
to uh, having a Celtic stack, um, like a Villa stack. And he wanted to know where to play this Villa stack. He was going to play it in Champ Europe, which still might turn out to be a, a good place to play it, but I haven't checked the scores yet. He's put it into 270 with uh, Jao Polina, and currently he's on 514 points. That is, frankly, absurd. And at the moment, from uh, I think he's won one rare card, or maybe two rare cards, nothing higher than like a T4 or T5. And at the moment, he's on for winning a T0 rare and a T3 super rare. He's literally won like a handful of cards. This would be escalation. What do you guys, what do you think of that, guys? Let's get a round of applause for Neil. <laughs> well done. Neil was actually, he texted me the other day and he uh, he goes, he was worried, he's, he's really worried about being shafted. He goes, uh, which card am I going to win? I'm like, I have no idea. He goes, he goes, I'm not going to get shafted like you got shafted when you won Evan Ferguson. Am I? I'm like, I don't know, mate. Uh, hopefully not. Fingers <laughs> crossed not, but I have no idea. So he's a bit worried now. He's going to end up getting a shit reward. But I said... I you Evan won- Ferguson's in the star prize pool, is it? Yeah, <laughs> no. I said... Pull that badly this week, have <laughs> Hopefully not. I said to him, look, mate, you finished first. You've got a good reward coming. And I mean, it will be a very good reward. I just had to look there to see if he would have been better playing it in Champion Europe Rare or not. Don't, don't forget that, like, you get 50% bonus. Yeah, yeah. So he would have lost, I think, like... 15 or 20 points so it would have been about he would have won champion europe rare still i think um whether that would have been better or not i don't know the liquid eth would have been nice but i mean it depends what he wins doesn't it basically yeah Yeah. depends it just depends on that tier three super but there's no way going into the game week you would have put that aston villa stack with jao polina in champ europe expecting to win it would you whereas in 270 if it fits it potentially could do better yeah, yeah, I suppose. I think it's one of the. I don't know if I'd have put it in anywhere and expected it to win, but like I think the, you know Villa had a really good matchup, so it's definitely it's definitely a play playing them all together. He's done well there as well. I, I know he he finally got his Douglas Louise. He's trying to buy my Douglas Louise off me for ages as well. He kept messaging me asking to sell sell him my Douglas Louise, so he finally <laughs> got one and it's worked out. Fair play to him. I love stories like that anyway. He's like, I know he's not like necessarily brand new, but he hasn't been around for that long. And he's only certainly only been buying yeah. hairs for, you know, six, eight weeks or whatever. But uh... and, and do you know what? That's exactly the point I was making a couple of weeks ago that this story right here, when I said that we don't have people that come in that go out, go and pick up cards in the hopes for this week where it all works, you know, because like you can grind out a threshold and whatever, and and that can build up over a course of six months or whatever to being a couple hundred quid or something. But, you know, back when I got in, people would get in and they'd buy a stack or they'd buy a set of players and they'd play it every week in the hopes for this one week where it all works. And if you do come first, you're coming away with a shitload of cash, you know? So I think I'm really happy that it has worked out for him because I think these kind of stories should hopefully inspire other people to to plan and strategize for the future too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like any a fancy game, you know, you're going to have more heartache playing, playing so rare than you are going to have the big wins. You oh, just yeah. got to, you know, remember the big wins when you're uh, down in the down in the dumps. Like I think you were saying before we started recording, Gator Guy was... Uh, not a particularly happy chappy, and um, he's looking pretty tidy this week, isn't he, as well? Yeah, Keith is having a mental week. Out. Shout out, Keith. He's having a great week. It's a monster, monster pickup for him. Yeah. What about, is it Doreen, did you say, was doing well, or Doss, or whatever he's going by now? Yeah, he's dropped a little bit now. I think I was just checking he's down to... 
uh, 43rd in All-Star Rare, but he was riding high um, Saturday. Um, he was top for quite a while, I think. Um, but he'd done with a clean sheet, couldn't he, from the Ren? That Ren yeah, he needed that Ren clean sheet, and I think he'd be right up there. But yeah, he's, he's in 41st, and he's got his... Uh, He's got his messy coming from you as well this week, so he's having yeah. a good old time of it, really. Um, yeah, T1, an all-star rare, uh, all-star limited, and three uh, hundreds, and uh, and then Messi on the way, which is nice for him as well. So he's uh, he's nice and pleased too. So it's nice to hear some uh, a couple of users that we have a chat with quite regularly, all, all doing well and, and seeing that, isn't it? And what, as for our game weeks, uh, what about you, Ryan? I did I'm- look. At one point, I'm thinking, oh, no, it's going to be a bad week for Ryan. And then things started to happen. And now you're looking pretty tidy. I had a pretty good game week, yeah. Um, well, I almost did the, the rainbow threshold. I'm, I'm good. 3.4 points away in limited of all places. Fucking <coughs> limited, man. I couldn't get this one. That's the one. I'm absolutely fuming, man. I cannot believe it. So uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I've done really well. Hit super rare and rare threshold. Got a... As it stands, I don't know if we'll hold or not, but as it stands, I've got a tier three super, a tier two and a tier three rare and nearly 300 quid. So overall, yeah, I've done I've done pretty solid so far this game week. Um, hopefully it holds. I think I might, I might just drop out of the money positions in Champion Europe. We'll see with how the games go tonight, but done really well. I'm a bit gutted with myself though, because I, do you know what I did this week? And I tweeted out about it is, uh, I was too focused on trying to make the highest number uh, uh, sort of pick score lineups this week. And it's definitely cost me because I left out a couple of cards like uh, Dessar, Proper, and a couple of the cards absolutely fucking smashed because I didn't have place for them. Because my lineups were like just, I, I built the highest number I could. Um, and I was stupid of me, really, because I use players like Rafael Guerrero and Neuer, who I knew, I said in our group chat, would not keep a clean sheet. And I still used them because they were double A and triple A pick scores. So a bit good with myself, but I've, I've done all right. Can't complain. I noticed yesterday that I had a quick look, I think, on uh, Sorry Data and during the, what was it, the Madrid derby last night. And you had a one in your Champ Europe, you had Cruyff uh, and then Griezmann. If Griezmann had like banged, you could have like absolutely smashed in. Was it? Is that two seventy or two forty? Two forty super. Yeah, had so had Griezmann got. He did get an assist. It got chalked out for offside. Had I have got that, I probably would have won two forty. I think, oh. or come uh, come at least very very close. Um, so yeah, which is a bit going, but you know it happens. He did. He did have a, another beat. Like a, and the most ridiculous big chance missed from Savage. He was, he was, it was harder to, to, to miss than score. He was practically on the goal line and put it wide somehow. So fair enough. Cloud. What about, what about you, Chris? Uh, not great. I've, I'm on a tier three at the moment in 270 limited. I've dropped down from a tier two, got up to down eight points, which I think is what is, uh, well, it is definitely what has pushed me down to tier three. Although I'm kind of right at the top of it. So hopefully be half decent cards still. Um, 220 limited. I didn't, didn't do great this weekend, but I've been doing pretty well in that over the last few weeks. Um, so I'm sat in 183rd at the minute, um, solidly ish in a tier two with la- one more game week to go midweek. And I don't think there's that many fixtures on, so I'm reasonably hopeful I cling on for a tier two there. 240 rare has been a frustrating old um tournament for me the last couple of weeks. I've missed out. By about three points last midweek, my captain was a joke uh, and a disgrace. 
<laughs> with about 39 points in a clean sheet, defender, Quintana. Um, and this week, we're, uh, Rosario got smashed 4-1, so they had a disaster. But um, we've just got to roll our sleeves up and go again, David, haven't we, in the midweek and, and see what happens. So well, I think this is going to be the first midweek in, I can't remember how long, but I haven't even got a rare goalkeeper. And I did yeah, think about I mean, like buying one, but I just thought, no, there's absolutely no point. It's such a small game week that, you know, if you've got a Celtic stack, run it and hopefully you do well. There's a couple of other teams playing, a few like, um, was it the North American Champions League and stuff like that gets underway. Uh, but, you know, it's not a massive game week for certain. But, uh, yeah, myself, I sort of, you know, it's going to be another one of those weeks, but I'm pretty happy at the moment. I'm looking at like a, I think a tier two rare, Oh, actually, I'm looking at, is that this week? No. At the moment, I'm looking at eight cards, but one's a tier two rare, a couple of tier T three rares, and the rest are tier fours and tier fives. And I've got the threshold. Okay, that's better. I need to check that because it wasn't that good yesterday. But, um... I mean, you've been on fire though, the last couple of weeks, I suppose. So in comparison to that, you're probably going, well, it's quite average, but, you know, excluding the recent couple of weeks is not bad, is it? But this is the time of year when all my stuff, you know, players, like a lot of my best players are in sort of Mexico, uh, South America now. I've got a decent sort of gathering of people as well. And as those leagues come back, then, you know, generally my results pick up. So the worst time for me generally is sort of December, January or early January anyway. But yeah, pretty good. Shall we move on anyway? Let's talk, talk about like transfer windows closed now pretty much everywhere, I think. Turkey might still be open for a day or so, but I think pretty much everywhere is now closed. Um, we can have a look at a few transfers or, you know, maybe talk through a few transfers that mostly ones that have gone from the Prem, you know, which could fly. Obviously, there's been other ones, you know, I noticed players like uh, Hugo Kuipers, whatever, has gone across to Chicago Fire. I'm not convinced that he will do any better than Van Zier did, I think, but... I think, don't think Chicago Fire are a great team. But is there any, do you want me to kick it off or is there any that you sort of know off the top of your head? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes from Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, first one, a guy that I literally only knew he moved about a week ago when uh, lineup builders came up and I realised that he wasn't at the same club. And that is Imran Loser, a guy that will be my pick for the picks game later on. He was a total stud last year. I, th I still think he's he was even like in January before he moved was the best midfielder that Watford had. And he has moved back to France to Lorient. And um, he's fair to say he's kicked off pretty well. He's got sort of around 80 or 80 plus in both games, um, immediately on set pieces. Lorient aren't a great team, but if they get relegated, you get that second division love next year for a decent player. But it really wouldn't surprise me if he could uh, sort of help them, you know, rise at the table a little bit. And I think I posted in a group chat, didn't I, yesterday, like, I think it was under £50. You can pick up his rare for, you can get his limited for hardly anything. Um, I'm sure the bit negotiation can probably get the rare down a bit more. But he's a really good player, really solid. I mean, he's sort of the perfect type of player that you want in Soray. He's sort of a defensive midfielder. Or can play defensive midfielder so he can rack up defensive stats he's on set pieces and at the moment he's playing champ europe uh could go down to second division next year so i thought that was a pretty good move for him chris you got anyone off the top of your head yeah um first one i'm going to go for um 
and I was trying to remember if it was when it was um, a couple of weeks ago earlier in January is um, Georgi Mihailovic. So um, he's gone from came over to AZ um, AZ Altmar in the Dutch league um, was incredible basically in in the MLS for a couple of years. Um, Previously, um, attacking midfielder number 10 gets a bit of game time for the USA national team. He's kind of on the periphery. And he's gone back to Colorado Rapids as a big signing for them, big DP signing for about $3 million, uh, $3 million I think it is. Um, should be on all set pieces, is a real goal threat, knows the league, you know, going back to where he's comfortable, still quite a young guy. Um, was probably a bit unfortunate when he came to Europe not to get as much game time and I think probably went to the wrong club at that stage of his career. But I think he'll go back and he'll be a you know a big success again straight away. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that uh, you know, some players you often find that with a lot of the sort of the guys that go from America that they perform really well out there, over there. But over in Europe, you know, even in some of the smaller leagues in Europe, they you know, nowhere near as good, you know, thinking of like, uh, was it Carlos Gill? He was at Villa, wasn't he? Back in the day. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Villa fans don't even know who he is. They probably don't know that he's an absolute goat and stud over in the, the US. But uh, yeah, no, it's a good shout. I think that I, I had a quick look through MLS pre-seasons, like the, the friendlies that have been going on, which, you know, it's really hard to get much information because they, you know, change teams at half time. Some of them play really long games and like you know 120 minute games with 60 minute halves and stuff like that but uh you know i think that i'm pretty sure i saw that he started okay over there but yeah ryan have you got anyone i can think of what two people from united that have left oh the funny the the funniest one is donny van der Bate going because he's going like united fans that listen to the show if you're active on twitter you'll know there's a big cult of people that have always vouched for Donny van der Beek and said he should be starting for United and, and called for managers' heads because he's been benched to then move to the Bundesliga to then be benched after three games because he's shit. And ever, like the other teams now realise he's shit. Uh, I'll tell you who I'm excited for, though. Magnus Matson's moved to Copenhagen from NEC. Yeah, I saw uh, that. And I, I can't quite decide whether that's a great move or... A parallel move, and but from a personal point of view, it just seems like a weird move for him. Well, he's Danish, isn't he? So he's going back to Denmark. Um, I think it makes sense. I think it's a good move personally. Um, from I, I remember when I when I first picked this guy up and I started watching NEC, it's a lot of people seem to think, oh, well, the sentiment I saw was, oh, he's going to lose sets, he's going to lose this. He never really was on sets. He'd take free kicks, but like he wasn't really taking many of the corners. He was never really a full set piece guy. He, his AA came from just being really involved in play and, and scoring some bloody brilliant goals. I think that if you put him into a, in a dominant a dominant side now in a league that's, in my opinion, worse than the Eredivisie, not by a huge amount, but I'd call it worse, I think that you'll get even better scores out of him. And I think he'll probably likely up his DA count with better attackers around him, like Rooney Bargy and people like that. So... Um, I'm excited for it personally. Uh, I don't. I, I'm quite surprised by the amount of people that think it's a bad move. I think just because he was smashing a little bit this season at uh, NEC, people are scared that he he go somewhere else and not smash. But his price has collapsed, hasn't it? I was looking on Saturday, yeah. absolutely collapsed, hasn't it? It's it's so strange to me because it's not. Yeah. He's not losing what made him good. He's gaining 
more of what made him good. And what made him good was was just being a great midfielder. Like he's just a, he's just an all around good midfielder. It's not like he was one of those players like like a lot of people were worried about Smell because Smell fit the system last year. They're worried if he if he left, um, he would be shit. For any other team he went to, or, or for example, Vito Van Croy is a good example. He was literally on every set for Sparta and things like that. But but Magnus Matson wasn't one of those guys. He wasn't those guys that that benefited from being in the right system. He's just a bloody good player. And I think he would do even better at Copenhagen than he was doing at NEC. So I'm excited. I've got a super rare. I've got his forward super rare as well. So I'm actually buzzing. It's a bit of a weird one. Yeah. A lot, uh, Danny Van der Beek. The only thing I can think of is that he was a zero, wasn't he? For that first week so people would have plowed into that for the 220 competition and then obviously he didn't particularly deliver and then they just offload yeah. them because he's not a t um cap zero anymore i think the manager's not happy with him oh really that quickly <laughs> he's been he's well he's, he's straight on the bench that's it now he's he's back to being not even on the bench he had he got 60 minutes in two games 45 in another and now he's benched again because he's done literally nothing maybe he was the main bad apple at man united bringing all the uh dressing room down and now he's been found out and he's the bad apple there now yeah maybe it's all it's all van der beek's fault you see i just think he was one of the, like I, I do feel bad for the lad but he should never have left ajax i don't think i don't think he was ever one of those players that i think he was he was destined to be one of those sort of uh Berghaus kind of players you know the stay at ajax your whole career and smash there and enjoy smashing there and be a star in the netherlands that's kind of your ceiling though well exactly yeah you know some players just fit systems don't they yeah Exactly. You know, make, you know, even sort of an average player in a great system with a good manager can look good. Yeah, like so, Mo Salah, for example. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next one. I'll give this one. Only I think it only was confirmed over the last couple of days. I noticed I saw a tweet of him sort of heading out to Korea, and that is another Man United player. And that is, uh, well, I think he's is he a Man United player or was it was he a free agent by this point? I'm not sure. Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard. Yeah, Jesse Lingard has. Oh yeah, left, he's not been a United player for years. He's left the UK and he has gone to Seoul, FC Seoul. Has he signed officially yet or not? I've seen him at the airport this morning with all the fans greeting him, but has he actually signed? I think he's gone there to officially sign. But yeah, you don't head all the way out there, do you? If you're not going to sign, but yeah. But, this could go one of two ways. Either he smashes his tits off or he goes there and doesn't put the effort in. I can see it being the, the latter of those two. I think when he moved to do you remember when he moved to West Ham, he was fucking nuts. But then he moved to Forest after that and he was just like distinctly average. Yeah. I don't know. But, I think that like he'll get a lot of adoration out there, and he's that kind of player that just needs to feel the love. And if he can start pretty well, then I reckon he could have a flyer. Uh, I bought a limited. I wasn't going to pay like, you know, there was only two rares on the market and I wasn't going to pay you like the absurd fees for those. But I think for a limited, it's worth a fly. Yeah, I hope uh, the hope there is that they get the um, AA stuff sorted out as well, because he should benefit massively from AA. Do you reckon it, they will? I hope they do. I mean, they trialed their own own scoring, didn't they, last year? I, you'd have thought that if they couldn't get opted to score it this year, they'd they'd you know, they they do their own scoring for it, like they trialed, because I don't see why you trial, like, unless it, you know, shit, maybe, but... I thought it was another third party, wasn't it, that they used, like, another... Well, yeah, uh, so, well, yeah, like, they're, they're, like, alternative or whatever it was, I don't know, yeah. but, um, it, you know, it'd be nice if it was scored, because I think, I think South Korea is actually quite... I, I think the the Asia 
games in general. What I loved is uh, waking up at like 10 a.m. on a on a Saturday or Sunday morning, and you've you know you've got all the J League and K League scores to go through and have a look at. But it's not pretty with... good football to watch generally as well. It's quite exciting games I find quite quite so exciting. open, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. No, I quite like it. I think it's good to watch. Chris, have you got anyone else? I have. Um, I've got one I mentioned in passing the other day. He scored two goals at the weekend. Kiefer Moore, um, the big Welsh number nine. Uh, he's gone on loan to Ipswich from Bournemouth, not getting any game time. And I think in the Championship, his record is is pretty phenomenal, really. His last couple of full seasons there. Um, you know, he's, he's potentially a 20-goal-a-season striker in the Championship. And I think he's probably a, a cut above... Um, you know, that level really. Um, Which yeah. team has he gone to again? Gone to Ipswich. So Ipswich are, are in that battle, three-way battle for second, really. I think Leicester are away now, probably. And there's, you know, it's so close. There's like two points in it between Southampton, Leeds and Ipswich. Um, I think Ipswich have been on a slight downturn. They've been on a phenomenal run, but they seem to have had quite a weakness as that main central striker for the season. I think both of their, the, the guys they played there have scored, you know, not a huge amount of goals, less than 10 goals between them. So um, I think he'll come in and do well, you know, if they create the chances for him, I think he'll, he'll certainly get quite a few goals in the, uh, in the remainder of this season. So yeah, Kiefer Moore, uh, based on the fact that I think he's just, probably too good for that league. And also, um, you know, if, if Wales do qualify for the the Euros in the summer, they've got a playoffs coming up and he's quite a big player for Wales. So um, he'll want to be sharp and involved in that as well. So, yeah, I think he'll do well. Just looking on Soro Data, didn't they used to have a, a section where it said transfer and it like alerted you to all the transfers? No idea. Mm, don't I don't remember so. it. No. Uh, I got three for you, though, if you want three more. Jaden Sancho? No, I, I don't give a shit about outgoings from United. I could not care less. Um, who? The guy that's gone from uh, Chelsea. No, no. Um, Angelino finally got himself out of that fucking jail cell that he was at in, in Turkey. Honestly, I think he went there to get his hairline sorted. I don't think he went there to play football, but uh, he's 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 off to Roma. He's a left back, right, Ooh. isn't he? He's a he's sort of a left wing back slash left back. Yeah, um, I think he plays his best. Best football at, at left wing back, but don't um, have Spinazzola, who's in, Italian international. They do, but I, I don't recall him playing that much. I think it, I think Rasmus Christiansen was playing at left back a little bit for uh, under Mourinho. Anyway, I don't know if um, I don't know if if Mourinho just didn't like Spinazzola or what. I don't know. I think Spinazzola is Spinazzola is kind of injury prone as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's got fucking tendons like macaroni, but. Uh, and Helenio hopefully will do well at Roma I'm just glad that I've got some utility out of the boy because it was a long painful six months of him not playing at Galatasaray then we've got a think he gets guy... a sniff tonight? no uh, maybe who knows I don't know if he's ready yet or not he, he's not played in so long I don't know maybe he needs a bit of match sharpness and training or something first um, we've got a, a lad called Matias Vigna who's moved from Sassuolo to Flamengo um, this is on the eye of the gallery for a little while, uh, for mainly for his actually international uh, utility for Uruguay because he's a very good player for Uruguay. But um, he used to play for Palmeiras in, in Brazil, and now he's gone to Flamengo. And at Palmeiras, he used to absolutely fucking kill it. He was he had really really good scores for Palmeiras, like smashing hundreds and and high eighties and whatnot. A um, little bit injury prone, so that's the worry for him. But if he can get if he can get a good for a good run of form going at Flamengo, I think he'll absolutely smash it. And then the last one for me is uh, Yuki Ohashi. 
who went from uh, Shonan Belmare, who are a pretty shit J J League side, to uh, to Sam Freke, and he was scoring really well for for Shonan. He was he was scoring a goal a game at one point. He's um a really good young twenty seven year old striker. Well, he's not really that young, but he's uh he, he's you know he's a striker of the J League that did really well in a terrible team, and he's moved now to a way better team in Sam Freke, who realistically need a goal scorer because they were struggling to convert goals last year they're always great defensively but offensively it was never really they never really were doing great they have a the likes of Mitsuta but you know they didn't really have that number nine so hopefully he'll go there and uh and absolutely smash his nuts off there's three for you who's the guy that uh you baited me into buying Chris the one that's gone from uh well I think he's only got forest cards but he didn't go from forest to Monero in Brazil Gustavo Scarpa. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm excited about yeah. him. I've noticed he's started to get a couple of games now in the, what do they call it, the national competition or something like that. Yeah. Some like, uh, yeah, I keep having a look at the, those games. They, they seem to play loads of games, don't they? They play like every two or three days and they kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. I mean, the Brazilian the whole absurd. team, don't they? But yeah, he's, he's doing all right by the looks of it. I think he started the last game on the left wing. Um, but again, just going back to players who, you know, like Ryan was saying, um, did well previously... Um, yeah, he was at Palmeiras a few years ago as well, and he was just his scores are just disgusting, aren't they? Really, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> you know, he, he was just an absolute beast in that league. So uh, it's a good move, isn't it? Typically, when you get a guy from Europe who goes back to Brazil or, or over there, it's usually uh, a pretty good one, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then obviously J Jaden Sancho. So I spoke about him a second ago. That he, I think, it's fair to say, didn't go. Quite to plan in United. United has gone back over to um, Germany, back to Dortmund, and played pretty well the first two games. Um, then it looks like he's picked up an injury because he DMP'd this week. But I'll be really interested yeah, to see injury. how he gets on. But yeah, I know United. Most United fans don't have any love for him. Um, although Neil, who we spoke about earlier, who is a United fan as well, um, I managed to bait him into buying Jaden Sancho. I think he's pretty he was pretty happy with that until this week. Uh, a bad influence you are. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bonus one if you want. Go on then. One more. Uh, Omar Campos. He's gone from Santos Laguna uh, to LAFC. Um, so, um, who's the chap? Who's the guy that was the, the left back for LA? He was very good the last couple of seasons. Palacios, wasn't he? Palacios, it? yeah. Yeah, go Palacios. Which, sorry, what's uh, his name again? The, uh, Omar Campos. He's gone from Santos Laguna from in Mexico. Um, and my reasoning really is is that he's going to one of the strong teams in the MLS, and he's kind of a similar player. So he's just a suit, like really fast attacking left wing back, um, and I think he'll do really well in the MLS. I think that kind of football will be suited to him, and he'll get forward an awful lot in a you know, and just attack, attack, attack. And he's just super quick, super attacking, beats players for fun, um, and I think he'll do very well in that league. And he's Cheapest, but the cheapest chips, cheapest buttons. What's what's that about? Cheapest chips. So um, yeah, Omar Campos, I think will do quite well. You're going to say cheapest butts then, as a, like a reflection <laughs> on your uh, days away in Barcelona. Good old York, good old Yorkshire saying. No, yeah, not. cheapest butts. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Ryan, have you got any more? Or should we move on to um, a topic that I know oh, you're not particularly keen to talk about? That's me done, mate. I ain't got any more. But yeah, but there's been loads. And I always find it quite interesting with transfers as well. Like, you know. Oh, Munoz to Palace, actually. There you go. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced he'll do well. I know he got nice. a decisive at the weekend, but it's not exactly going into a you know optimal move, is it? No, no, I think he'll be pretty shit to be honest. But there you go. If it means yeah, that I get hundreds out of other players when they're playing against Palace, I'll take it. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll talk about. We spoke about thresholds way too much. The community has spoken about thresholds way too much. We're expecting an announcement from So Rare. I would guess either this week, next week, at the absolute latest. And I just wanted to speculate. Like we've had all of these doom mongers. Like you know, if thresholds go, then I'm out there. I'm selling up. Um, I know Andrew Laird hates that term, but selling up is a term for getting out of a position, isn't it? It's not like selling down. I'm selling because I'm up. It's just a term. But uh, so yeah, Andrew Laird, grow the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> surely it comes from just go, go on to that comment surely it comes from saying i'm getting up at, you know i'm it's up and leaving isn't it you don't down and leave you up and leave yeah no i think so you know yeah. I mean? yeah it's yeah. from that isn't it surely yeah. so yeah uh, yeah <laughs> i'm not we, fucking we know americans are very say as you see so you know like I'm gonna down and leave yeah <laughs> angela i threatened to beat people up over that the other day as well beat he's, people he's down. A very aggressive guy <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't be beating people up. You can't beat beat people down, down, you? Unless you're like ridiculously strong and you can get them off the ground. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> shall we move on to the so this is so this week, next week latest, I I really hope so, fingers crossed. You know, we get a big announcement from So Rare. Um let's just like play a scenario out. If thresholds completely disappeared, no, I wouldn't expect them to they're not gonna like say, okay, you know, here's the announcement, thresholds disappear, because I'm pretty sure as Ryan, you said a few weeks ago that you know, it has to be, they've got like two windows, haven't they, when they can like form yeah. big announcements. And I think, so it would probably be the summer, wouldn't it, before that anything was massive was implemented. So if they do get do talk about this new announcement, I just wanted to get your takes on what you would do and what you would recommend new users do going forward. Now, obviously, we're going to be speculating a bit here because we don't know if they do go. We don't know where that money would go into. Um Reading between the lines from Nicholas, Nicholas tweet in, uh, I think it was late December, early January, where he said stars will be stars. Chris rightfully said, as soon as we read that, as soon as we saw that, that um, surely that means they're going to concentrate on the big five leagues. Again, speculation. That would mean that, you know, the, the bigger names will be worth more. But again, speculation. So we don't know. So what would you guys do? Chris, what would you do? What would you do with your gallery right now? And what would you recommend to do for new users? So, just say for your gallery first. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, I could go I and take a break. Right in a minute, I think with my gallery in a minute, it's probably quite America focused across rare and limited. Um, but it's a little bit too scattergun. I think I play too many competitions sometimes. I don't think I have enough focus on one region. And I think. You know, we were just saying before the call, uh, before the pod, sorry, started that I think it might be a, a good strategy if you're looking at things now to concentrate on, you know, one or two regions and and specialise there rather than going all over the place like a lot of people try to do. Um, so it'd be adding depth and adding quality, but really trying to focus harder on on doing well within a a region. Um and that might be, I think, certainly limited. That's what I do. I think in America, sorry, in, in Rare, 
Um, I'm already doing that with America largely. I think I have one player outside of the America region in rares at the minute. Um, so I'd try and improve my quality um, where I could there. Um, yeah, so quality and depth improve and and focus on, you know, laser focus more on a couple of regions rather than being spread too thin everywhere is what yeah. I would do. Is it just that you don't have the courage of your convictions? Because I noticed that you said that back at the start of January and yeah. I had a quick look at your gallery before we started recording and it hasn't been any sort of like move to sort of, you know, bigger name players or or even necessarily concentrating on a Pacific region. Is that just something think, you're going to do or just haven't got around to? Or? I think that, I mean, in terms of bigger name players, it hasn't been my strategy for quite a long time to buy big names generally. And it's, it's worked well in terms of what I'm trying to achieve in terms of growing my gallery value over time that I haven't done that, but I'm not competitive enough each week. So do I now have to bite the bullet and say, yeah, I need to add a couple of more, you know, higher quality pieces in there and I've got reasonable depth already. So do I, do I kind of trim down a bit of the fat and, you know, up the quality and maybe that, and we had a conversation like that, with Ryan a little while ago, didn't we, about the whole Kimmich and gross thing? And maybe well, it is that, that maybe I need, you know, two or three real stars to compete if that's the way the game's going to go more and, and you know, shed some of the fat. Um, so so that was going to be my point, that you don't necessarily need to buy, like you say, you don't buy the big names, and yeah. I have tried to avoid buying them, although that's literally the only way for my gallery to go now because I have so much depth. But yeah. you, rather than getting Kimmich, you can get a gross. Yeah. Other than getting gross, you could get Douglas Louise. And I'm sure there's another, you know, or Imran Loser, you know. Yeah, good example. He's you know, got 80 points last two two game weeks, you know, and he's 50 quid. So there are yeah. options without, you don't have to buy the biggest absolute stud name. But so there are other ways to go. But. Yeah, I think I think in rare it's tricky. I think, you know, the trickiest part for me is going to be transitioning, knowing what to do in rare because it's I've only stepped back into that field in the last sort of six weeks and I think it's it's a hard one because I think most most people in my position with smaller galleries are probably playing in rare certainly 240 and probably you know maybe 220 or maybe one of the regions as well um, and I think that's trickier because the budget to to do an awful lot there at the moment isn't isn't there for me to kind of go right I'm going to, you know, invest massively in, in quality in America. But, um, you know, it, it is, I suppose, gradually trying to increase that and, and see what I can do over time. I don't think that we'll see any massive changes like you said, David, until probably the start of the European season. So I think, you know, if you're well set in terms of, um, you know, America and Asia options until August, September... I think you'll be able to have a sufficient amount of time to play 240 rare for a while, um, you know, and grow some gallery value that way and, and you know, acquire better players that way. Um, but, yeah, it's a tricky one moving up to rare, knowing knowing what to do now, because um, I, I think, like I say, I've probably got to double down there and just say, look, my focus is on America. I keep trying to get better you know, plays in within that one region and, and target that really. So um that'd be that'd be my focus in rare and then limited, 
yeah, perhaps, perhaps you know, trimming down and focusing on less competitions, um, but adding depth in particular regions and and quality around that as well. And I guess with your like Rosario Central stack that um, yeah. you're sort of you know thresh grinding stack that like for instance if this week or next week they did announce that threshold will be going in the summer then that team in theory could pay for itself before well before then anyway and then you'd still have a rare goalkeeper and you know a few of the yeah. cards but... and i've got Mar i've got mar chasen as well who's in brazil now starting for gremio so i've got a couple of keepers um you know, I just need to flesh out more options really with my rares and and you know look at Brazil when they come back because they've still not really gone up huge amount in value those players and you know and and just add depth there and like you say I think I've I bought them at such a low point um, price wise that you know I'm well in profit on them all anyway and and um, you know I've got options really with it but it's it's just adding. Um, it's adding more quality over time and limited. You can blast away and bring in 10 players quite quickly. Whereas in rare, it's, it's trying to identify those one or two key pieces that you can acquire and, um, you know, it's steadily make improvements, isn't it? Over time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what about you, Ryan? Like obviously your gallery is a lot different. Um, you know, you've got some absolutely cracking names as well, but you've also got depth and sort of under the radar depth that, you know, you've researched and, you know, picked up and sort of, you know, built a pretty quality gallery. So what what would change for you if Threshold went? I'd panic and sell up and leave. And uh, I'll, be <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be threatening that until they change it. Um, what would change for me? Nothing would really change for me, to be honest. I don't like I, the, I, I, the only thing I would miss. I, I do enjoy going for the Capti 40 Super Air Threshold. I think that it's uh, one of the better comps in the game i think a lot of people thought because i posed questions about threshold that for some reason i wanted it gone which is not the case because like i said i do think captain 40 super is genuinely one of the best comps to play um so that would suck losing that i think it would lose the ability to churn out a potential um you know 158 pounds i think it is something like that uh every week that'd suck but aside from that, not a huge amount would change because my gallery is kind of built to... What I try and do with my lineups every week is I try and attack All-Star, Champ, Challenger, and I'm trying to hit those high places that pay out ETH in Champ and All-Star, and I'm trying to hit you know a big reward in Challenger to help build more depth in the gallery, pretty much. And then you know whatever comps else I play, America or Asia, when they're back and stuff like that, is the same sort of thing. So not a huge amount would change for me. And if, if thresholds did go, then we're not saying the money's just going to be taken out of the system. You know, I'm sure they'll find other ways to, you know, implement it within the system. I don't know how they do that yet. Maybe they have longer tails in tournaments. You know, maybe, you know, cap 240 moves to, you know, paying like podiums and stuff like that. I, I don't know. You know, we've got no idea at this point. Um, but I don't think the money would necessarily be removed from the ecosystem. I just think the way it's delivered would be removed from the ecosystem. But um, yeah, we shall see. And again, for me, I, I've i sort of been in a position where I really need to thin the gallery out. You know, I've got like, I think I had 1.1700 cards, which is just ridiculous. You don't need 1700 cards. And admittedly, the, a lot of them were bought for, you know, prospects, or I think this could do, this guy could do well if they move on. But what one thing that the 220 tournament and the 270 uh, month longs have taught me before that 
is that you need enough quality studs to put in teams because even if i get like a cap zero guy to put in one of the month longs if i haven't got like 60 plus players then there's literally no point so why am i doing this so you know i've tried to sort of build up my liverpool rare collection i finally got rare allison just before the arsenal game oh. you broke allison well done yeah so apologies to everybody but uh yeah no, I, I just think he's such a great goalkeeper and you know i really want to get my liverpool guys i got darwin nunez last week um still haven't got a trent or a salah but they're just a little bit and unless i get a couple of decent results in the next few weeks then you know those will be the guys that i'll be looking to get but um so I'm literally, I've been looking potentially at building lineups for the summer as well, sort of like the Europe, the Euros and Copper America, hoping Alisson gets the job there. Would like to get a European Championship keeper. I bought Tushimeni as well yesterday to go with Griezmann and Canati, who I've already got. Uh, but yeah, no, it's interesting. Sort of like for me, I guess, you know, whatever they announce, part of my gallery will probably do well, part of my gallery won't do particularly well. So, but it's tough. But Chris, if a new user came to you in March, you knew thresholds at this point then had been announced that they were going to remove thresholds. This is obviously speculating about what they might do. You know, then what would you potentially suggest? I think you mentioned it briefly a minute ago, but just to elaborate on it a bit. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, as I said, I think I'd probably say, don't go scattergun, you know, focus on one region. I think something I see a lot of with with users who play the 240 rare at the moment is there's just players from all over the place. There's no, you know, there's no kind of um, looking at when fixtures align or when leagues play at the same time. And quite often, I mean, I, I'm finding it a little bit now where, you know, the Argentine FA about a week before the start of the season, decided to move a load of fixtures. And I've got it all lovely aligned with all my, you know, Argentina players and a couple of Colombians I've got who play like just constantly, by the way. Um, and they've moved them to the midweek. So I've had like midweeks the last couple of weeks with my Rosario guys. And because I didn't buy a full stack of Rosario and I've got like four of them, um, I didn't have a forward for this midweek. So the re the only reason I've got another another forward who's not from America is because I had to pick up a guy from um from Hearts from you know from the Scottish League because he plays this week. Um but you know if you concentrate typically on one league, maybe even you know, one or two teams within a league and build out from there, I think that's a good strategy. And I do think I know I, I'm the, the poster of, you know, the poster child of somebody who, for whatever reason, people think I don't like collections or or whatever. But I actually think that, you know, it probably even focuses more, um, puts more emphasis on on collections. And I think if you build a, you know, a collection of a team, you know, you're always, whenever they play, you've got five players guaranteed. If you get 10, 12 of their, their players, you know, that start usually, um and you know a couple per position, couple of defenders, couple of mids, and couple of forwards. You're probably gonna, you know, be fine every single game week that they play in theory. So again, I think that's quite a good strategy from just an alignment point of view of of fixtures. Um, so yeah, concentrate on one region, get as good quality as you can, 
build depth because I think depth is is always super important, um, especially if the cap modes are, are staying, which I expect them to because you need to be able to fit in there. But yeah, definitely I would say concentrate on one region and, and don't spread too thin and, and scatter them. What about you, Ryan? Sell up. Leave. <laughs> I, I think like I, I just miss the days of strategizing, to be honest. I feel like people people I think people think that playing buying eight players and playing Captain 40 is a strategy and you're just lying to yourself and everybody else that you call that a strategy to. Like <laughs> that's not a strategy. You're just trying to bleed the game out of out of money. Um I think going into the game with a clear plan and strategy and what and, you know thinking about how that can become a maybe profitable over a year rather than just trying to you know win a threshold a week or something like that i think that's that's what i'd advise to new users if the threshold was gone i'd say make a plan and make a strategy that you think over the course of a year can be successful and look at that over the course of the year and don't in six weeks time if it hasn't if it hasn't worked yet don't throw the towel in if it's something you genuinely believe in um i miss the old days where like there wasn't an entitlement to win every week and people were trying to wait for that one week where it does win. And, you know, and 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 like Neil did this week, he, he fucking smashed it with his Aston Villa stack. Like, that's that's what people should be doing, in my opinion, is is strategizing, picking, like maybe they, they've found, I think Chani did it really well at the start of the year with Girona. He saw that Girona had built really well. I think people saw that Leverkusen had done really well. Uh, Xabi Alonso was a great, budding manager in the summer and uh, they'd made some great acquisitions to play a certain style and people have got in early with Leverkusen stacks and it's paid dividends for them this year. Like do a lot of research and plan and strategize and you can have success on this game without having to plow in tons of funds and, and you know, I think it could work. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the same. Um, you know, it's tough sort of making suggestions on things that we don't know. Uh, but, you know, there's so many different ways to play this game. And I think we can be pretty sure that no matter what they announce, um, that there's going to be a million different ways to play the game going forward, whether that's trading, whether that's sort of, you know, looking for island games in midweeks and just targeting the small game weeks, whether that's, you know, trying to build like just your championship collection, doing a, a channy and finding a team who you think are on the rise and they're going to have like a massive uplift next season and just building out their collection, buying that team and running that every week. And, you know, Chani's done really well this year off, um, uh, was it the Leverkusen stat, but also the, what was the other one? Feyenoord. Girona. Girona, yeah. Feyenoord, and Feyenoord. as well, I think he's, yeah. although obviously they've tailed off a little bit, but, you know, he's still done pretty well with those guys as well. And that's the route that he's gone down and that's been successful. You know, I've gone a different route. I've gone, you know, more broad reach and, you know, I get rewards most weeks, but I don't necessarily get the big rewards each week. Um, although hopefully with all my cards back in a few weeks, that'll change. But, um, you know, Chris, you've gone like a scattergun, but you do put a lot of research into those, like, you know, different picks. And as you just said, you know, fixtures changing can have a massive impact on that sort of stuff. So I do think... think end up, do you think they'll end up being like a new meta competition, like... At the minute, obviously, 240 across each scarcity is has the focus of, of everybody, doesn't it? Depending, you know, regardless of the level you play at, that is the go-to. Do you think they'll end up being a new, a new kind of like meta competition that everyone focuses first or not? Or yeah, it'll be more evenly spread. Um, I think I mean if they like like okay, let's speculate a little bit here and say 
if they do go down like the you know trying to you know get champion Europe make champion Europe great which they've done in part anyway by putting more ETH in there but so they put more ETH in there I think automatically you'll see champ euro players rise after the announcement maybe that's the wrong time to buy them maybe then you should think okay well where's all the pay- the people with the money coming from there maybe all the money's coming from asia if they're still running asia and you know say south korea gets live um live in-game stats again then maybe that's the area to go focusing well, on that and you can do really well out there and like win i think that it- there's likely to be capped still but anyway sorry go on right I was going to say, this happens with a lot of updates. Um, you know, people go and try and buy what they think is the right buy then. And and if it's become sort of champ Europe players, if that is, if, if what we think might happen happens and, and they they try and, and, and make a big push for the top five leagues, All-Star still exists. Like you can still win those cards with cheap Asia cards or cheap America cards or or cheaper Asia, cheaper America cards, you know? Like, I saw a Cecenia, for example, who is just an absolute monster scorer. And obviously, he's in Korea and, and there's the issue with the AA scoring right now. But, like, I think he's like 120 quid at the minute or something like that. Like, it's a card that has the scores of a monster scorer in a champion Europe, for example, that he can play in All-Star. I don't, there's, you don't have to then go and buy those cards. And I think the smart ones are the people that zig when people zag and when people all flock and go and buy the champ europe cards the smart ones are the people that sell their champ europe cards and go and win the cards back with asia cards or america cards you know and that again i think comes down to strategy i think if anyone uh watched or listened to the so red data show a few weeks ago with circular he's a perfect example of someone that like you know he's stuck to what he knows which is argentina and, and it's sort of the americas region and smashed it in that regard and if you're in a similar boat don't don't lose your edit and update and go and think that you're now a buying guy stick to your stick to your j league or your k K league or your you know your jupiter pro league or whatever you can still you can still have that success you don't need to go and buy those cards straight away yeah no that's fair point uh yeah but hopefully it comes this week because i just think at the moment that you know it's it's become so tough sort of you know selling cards at the moment and sort of you know, doing all, all kinds of things because people don't necessarily want to sort of go balls deep into sort of things, strategies at the moment when they know everything could change sort of on a, in a heartbeat in the next few days. But um, so hopefully it comes soon, hopefully this week, if not next week. But uh, yeah, anything else you want to speak about that? Or that can we finally put Threshold to bed until oh, after, after the announcement and they announce that Threshold's staying forever? <laughs> please put it to bed. I'm so bored of the Threshold conversations. <laughs> right. Okay, so this, obviously last week we didn't have a show, we explained why earlier. This upcoming week, we've got the show coming out today, this is Monday, and we hope to have an extra, extra special guest on later in the week. Time, uh, TBD, Um, could be Thursday, could be Friday, depends on a few things, Um, but it's going to be a pretty exciting episode and one that I am personally super pumped about. Uh, Not giving you anything more than that away, but... It's The Rock. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, guys. <laughs> Is it Neil? <laughs> <laughs> the it's Neil and Dory and the special show. <laughs> They're both going balls deep in so rare. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's exciting. Right, shall we get the, do the picks game, then we'll get out of there. Sure. So, uh, how do we do this anything week? else you guys wanted to speak about? No. no. Who's winning? Who's winning at the minute? What's the score? Okay, the so... Uh, Last week, 
or last episode, sorry. Uh, Ryan chose Conrad Lehmer, who DMP'd. Although, if he had played, I'm sure he would have done very, very well, Ryan. What the fuck, Conrad Lehmer? I picked uh, Sordo, the guy that I think will be the new Brunetta. He's moved to uh, Santos Laguna. He uh, came off the bench. He did get an assist. Um, put up nearly 10 AA as well in like 20 minutes or so. Uh, he got 69.9. Um, unfortunately, he also got a little injury and didn't play this this week, uh, which is a bit annoying because he was in a relatively good team. And uh, Chris went for his usual strategy of picking against Rudez. And you picked uh, Christian Lovric. Lovric got a goal. I think he probably score could have even been higher than this eventually, but it still was enough to win. And that was 72.4. And that gives you your first win in 12 weeks. But you're not that far behind because you did win the first three. So that puts us at 6-6-4. No, 6-6-5. Sorry, you had two wins, didn't you, back to back? So it's getting bloody close. Yeah, I've already man. said my pick. I'm going with the man loser. And just for the, the nitpickers in there, that was Callum's pick on the first ever episode of the show. We said no repeats, but the game restarted when these two came on. So I'm going to chance it and go with him and hope he puts in the type of score that he did for Callum that first week. Although Callum lost. I think he got like 96 or something for Callum. And then I picked uh, Gaultier Hine, who did 100. So... Ooh. I, I don't remember who I've picked in the past. I don't know if this guy is a repeat or not, but I want to go with Igor Postyonsky and steal. Have I already picked him before? I think so. Oh, yeah. You saw this the other day. I know who he's playing as well. Yeah, he's playing against Rudez. I think you picked him the week <laughs> after you run, won him. Yeah, you did pick did him. Did I? Oh, I, I'm just oh, bollocked that. I mean, I don't, the only thing is he DMP'd last week, so he might not even fucking play. So I can't, Can like, I pick him or is it, can you, is it only if you can't pick your own pick? No, uh, you like, can't. If anyone's oh. picked him, you can't pick him. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no, I think you picked him. I can't see which one it was because my writing's absolutely dreadful. Uh, Chris, have you got one lined up? I assume, will it be against Rudez? It won't, because that's who I would have gone for, you see. Set-piece taker against Rudez, that's the tactic. Um, oh, no, is that who they're playing? Well. Sorry, is that the team they're playing then? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah very so, I'm going to go for um, Matthias Teferla. So, uh, Austrian guy. Yeah, Austrian guy. Austria back this weekend. He's U23. Um, he plays for... Uh, WSG Tyrrell, we're known as Wattens as well, or Vattens. Um, he's number eight for them. He's an up and down, all action midfielder. He's a really, really good player. I've watched him a few times. Um, his AA is super high, gets stuck into tackles, um, you know, great in the duel. Um, but also quite an attacking threat as well. Um, got a nice passing range on him. Um, plays at home against um, Austria Lustenau at the weekend. Um, so, yeah, quite fancy him in that one. Um, they're not a great team. And, um, yeah, he's just a very good player, I think. And um, just a very solid, consistent scorer. Fair enough. How do you spell that? T-A... T-A-F-E-R-N-E-R. Got beautiful curly. 
Long hair. Oh anymore. yeah, good looking lad. I bet he does well. <laughs> <laughs> God, to be that young again. And <laughs> now we'll pass it over to someone who is that young. <laughs> Ryan. I'm not that beautiful. <laughs> right. That's it. He is when That's he's it. got his blue boot, uh, purple boots on. <laughs> just for that, I'm going to win this week then. It's just for that. I'm going to go with ex-United boy, uh, Facundo Palestri. Palestri. He's, he's, he's on loan. Uh, he's on loan at Granada at the moment. Now, funnily enough, they actually play Barcelona away. So you're probably thinking, why? That's a that's a bad matchup. Not for Facundo. <laughs> Facundo, Facundo is going to smash it, mate. Trust me. Facundo. <laughs> Facundo, Facundo played his first game for Granada. Uh, I think he's a Premier League level player, and I think he'll just smash it in La Liga. He played his first game, played 63 minutes, got 17 AA, and only 1.5 of that was in attacking as well. He was just, you know, just three tackles, two blocks, effective clearance, just smashing it really. So I think he'll, uh, I think he'll, he'll have a good game against Barcelona, get a decisive, and uh, and I'll win. I'll be interested to see how he gets on there because he's. Like, I mean, he's already like uh, in the Euro- Uruguay national team and the high flying Uruguay national team. <coughs> yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I doubt they'll ever be favourites for the Copa America, but the way they've been playing recently and uh, what's his name? The old Leeds boss. Bielsa. Bielsa. The way they're playing under them is just absurd. You know, they've been sort of rolling sides apart. Nicolas de, Cru- de la Cruz, you know, Darwin Nunes, uh, Palestri. You know, they've got some decent players across the pitch. So, you know, maybe they can. But I don't think they'll be favourites going to the Copper. But decent shout anyway. Yeah, decent shout. I bet he's on the expensive side though, isn't he? He's only 50 quid. Oh, is he? For, for his rare, yeah. He's now really. I only I only own him for the uh, collection bonus in my United collection. But I think that now he's actually got a bit of utility. I'm probably going to play him a bit more now. I think he's actually... A, I genuinely think he's a really good player. I don't, I don't think he's he, he'll be successful at United. But... I think he'll go somewhere. I think La Liga is probably a great place for him. He's uh just works hard, quick, strong, good on the ball. Nice. Right. I think that's everything. So for the first time this week, that's us out there. And um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we shall see you later in the week. Sorry. You shall hear from us later in the week. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.